0: Welcome, everybody, to the Making Awesome Podcast, Season 3, Episode 10. we going to be talking all about business 3D printers, which, oh, man, things have changed in the past couple of weeks. I thought this was going to be a lot easier topic, but of course, now, we've got, um, uh, bamboo. Bamboo, bamboo is making my life complicated, but uh, yeah, oh well. Let's talk about it. So we've got uh, last week. All right, let's let's kind of recap, right? Last week we talked all about the best first 3D printer for individuals, right? A gift, whatever it might be, right? We we talked about that, and we covered a lot of machines. Uh their uses, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever. Hilariously, this is a similar video, but it's specifically all about the business side of things. Um Morbus is asking if I've turned to the bamboo side. No, I have not. Bamboo has to prove that they have their stuff together for me to actually, you know, go for it. But the P1P. Right, and let's let's talk about it because I know people are going to come here because they see that I put bamboo in the description. Um, the P1P is assuming it does well, going to going to be a game changer. They are playing the AMD route. They are doing Ryzen, right? Prusa is Intel. They've been fine, right? Their processors are great. They work. The printers are good. They work. But are they bleeding edge? No. But we. Didn't need bleeding edge because we didn't know it was an option. Now it's an option at 6.99. The P1P is going to rustle some jimmies, and I think it's going to rustle Prusa's jimmies. Um, I think I think it's good though, right? This is the right kind of competition that I want to see. But I am worried. We've got a couple of Patreon supporters in the Discord that have bamboos, and one of them is now on day three of waiting to hear back from Bamboo Lab. That's not acceptable when I'm spending even $700, right? When with Prusa, I get responses in 15 minutes or less because I do a live chat. Bamboo does appear to be expanding their support system and their support staff, but how good are these people going to be? These are the questions that I have. And the only way to figure this out is to wait. Um, I don't have any bamboo machines. I'm not going to get any bamboo machines for now. If they want to send me one, I will gladly take one, but I'm not going to spend any of my money on it right now. They are too risky. And as a business, it depends on how you want your risk tolerance to be if you are high risk tolerance and you can deal with some of these uh you know wishy-washy things where you might get support you might not it's a closed system but it's reasonably affordable um then yeah go for it right you have nothing to lose but your time and the money you put into the printer which for a bamboo x1 carbon with all the fix-ins call it two grand is that a lot of money to some? No, to me it is. And I'm going to abide by if you're looking for a first 3D printer for your business, you're not looking to spend 100 grand. Cuz if you were, you probably wouldn't be watching this podcast. If you are for some reason looking to spend 100 grand on a 3D printer, there are some options out there. And you actually you're open to a lot of options where you could look at a bunch of smaller printers for a print farm or you look at some larger ones like some entry level SLS um Yeah, I got Formlabs, Fuse One Plus, I think is what they're calling it now. A lot of options. Um, Adam Fenton is asking if I see a price war coming to the 3D printers, much like we saw the price war with Intel, AMD, and, and NVIDIA. I don't. I think we've already seen it. We saw the suicidal race at the bottom. I don't think consumers are seeing that as a value anymore. They're looking to see what they can get pound for pound right if i put both of these printers on a scale that are roughly the same price which one is going to give me more bang for my buck and you know if the p1p is as good as they say it is boy that's going to be tough that's that's going to be tough it's going to be tough um Omaha 3D Prince says they had an order missing a roll of filament frame bamboo that was supposed to be shipped on October 23rd. They've been radio silent since I asked where it was. When I asked, they just said, wait for it. The shipment has never been picked up by FedEx, so it's definitely on them. See, these are the things that I worry about, right? And again, Omaha 3D Prince, probably one of the vocal minorities here, right? Is there a massive problem with bamboo in their shipping? Probably not. Is it something that we should still be concerned about? Well, yeah. Yeah, we should. Morbus is saying it's also the weekend and they don't respond as quickly. Prusa does. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Their support chat is open all the time with real people. So I don't call that an excuse. It's not an excuse. Um... You want days off? Then don't have a printer that raises $7 million on Kickstarter. You don't get days off when you do that. You feel me? So, yeah, and uh, Spurlock, of course, has shared their experience with me. Availability of parts, like John Olson is saying, is another issue, right? At 700 bucks, you are not going to beat the P1P for features and speed but as every single one of our patreon supporters that has a bamboo lab x1 carbon has been complaining about in the discord holy balls are these things loud they are really really loud and if you have a business like mine where you are recording video often a bamboo lab printer not gonna go well like i could not have one in here So let's get off the bamboo bandwagon and let's talk about other printers, right? Because there are a lot of options in this prosumer light industrial market. Now, I'm going to try to cap us at around 10 G's. I think that there's a value in that 10 grand and below market. And most small businesses will fit into the I will spend 10 grand or less on a 3D printer. Now, obviously, I'm going to start with my favorite printers, the Prusas. Again, they're not the prettiest. They're not the fastest. They're not the quietest. And they're certainly not the most technological advanced printers on the market. But you know what? You click print and they work. The part behind me, you guys might not be able to see it very well because it's black. 32 hours of printing. 32 hours of printing. That's a lot of printing for those that don't know. In one solid print, and I just clicked print and walked away. Now I did print it all on Maker Deck. Shout out to Maker Deck, um, which is effectively a uh, it's switch.tv/slash Maker Deck. It's a global makerspace where you can stream whatever you're doing, but it's also great spaghetti detection. So you know I don't have to monitor that crap. They can do that, um, and it worked fine, perfectly, no issues at all. So gotta love it. With some Polymaker PETG that I've been messing around with. I've been enjoying it. It's good material. I'm not a huge fan of Polyterra. It's too squishy. Um, But we are evaluating Polymaker as a a, uh, resource for us. But I really do like Printed Solid. And their prices are pretty much the same. So, meh. Anyways. Our Prusas run like Swiss watches. And I talk about the Mini a lot as a great first printer for individuals. I'm not entirely certain that the Mini is a great first printer for businesses. The problem is, the Mini has some potential problems with it. Some people have amazing experiences, like me. I have amazing experiences with my Minis. They just freaking work. But others have had absolute terrible times with the extruders, the hot ends. It's the Bowdoin system. There's too many freaking pieces in the Bowdoin system. And if you take a Mini, you do the MM10 upgrade kit, you do a Revo Micro onto it, I think that you've got yourself a venerable 3D printer. But for a business, 7 x 7 by 7 inches or 180 millimeters cube is not always big enough. I know, Grant, not the first time you've heard that in your life. And that's why generally going up to the Mark III S is a better move right? The Mini with its can levered arm means you will see more kind of flexing and all of that in the printer's motion system, where the Mark 3S is a much sturdier build and, well, it's priced accordingly. Now, again, is the Prusa Mark 3S a $1,100 printer, right? A, you know, ready to go pre-built. I don't think so. I think that they're better value as kits because you get to learn how to put them together. But I understand as a business, you might not want to do that. The value that Prusa's bring to the table are their support, their warranty, their customer service, and of course the value that they bring to the community by continuing open source slicers like Prusa Slicer, where they're actively working with community members such as Bamboo to make it better every single day. <laughs> um, and... The problem with the Bamboo support is that it's not consistent. If it was consistently shitty, I could say, hey, stay away from their support. If it was consistently good, I could say, hey, go get their support. But it's not. It's back and forth, and that's troublesome. With Prusa, as long as you can get past the thing that support generally assumes that you're an idiot, and that's not support's fault, that's because the general consumer for 3D printing is an idiot. If you can get past, like, the support person and let them know, Hey, I know what I'm doing. These are the things that I've done. I've got multimeters ready. We can do it. I've had nothing but great experiences with them, but the one or two times where the support person would not get past the fact that I know what I'm doing and they just did not believe me. It was like pulling teeth. Is that supports fault? I don't think so. I think that's just because there's not a great, um, system out there, right? There's no real easy way to determine am I an expert or am I a newbie. So um, if that ever happens to me, I'll just dis- I'll just say thanks, solved it, disconnect and then reconnect to somebody new, and I can generally move forward. Um, so that's just me. Got filament stories hanging out. How you doing? Hopefully you are not too jet lagged back from Germany. Hopefully Form Next was awesome. Um, saying my experience with Bamboo support has been excellent. You create a ticket with the phone app with the error. They bought their machine, it was diagnosed, looked through in the logs, and mailed the part. Uh, Adam Fenton is asking what my opinion is of the AFS. The AFS is a great system. I think it is a little expensive for a first printer for a business. But if you are looking for a print farm that is going to be a Ron Popeel, set it and forget it, I would guess that the AFS is going to be one of those machines, right? Now, of course, I don't have one. I've never used one, so that is nothing but pure speculation. Um, is is saying, uh, on discord, bamboo support was really awesome. So yeah, maybe it is. You have to find the support in the right places at the right time of day. And you have to get lucky. I don't know. It, consistency to me is key. Bamboo prints. Hmm. I wonder what your, ex- what your opinion is going to be. Uh, my experience with bamboo has been more than amazing. 24 hour response times, way too slow. If you're a business, Fast and reliable printing. Yep, that that's fair. Ease of use. It does appear to be easy to use. And they definitely both sides of the argument, but Bamboo is a new company. I don't give a shit. They're acting like a big company. If you want to play with the big boys, you got to act like the big boys. If you're going to take a shot at one of the big boys, you better be able to stand up and work with them, right? And as a business, I definitely don't give a shit. I've spent Hundreds of thousands of dollars with 3D systems. Hundreds of thousands of dollars with 3D systems. And their support is honestly one of the worst supports that I've ever had. To the point where I trained myself to service my $90,000 3D printer from them. Because I wasn't going to wait 3-4 to weeks for them to have somebody come out to service it for me. Even though I paid $9,000 a year for that service. That is bullshit. And as a business, it almost wrecked my business multiple times. Now, my level of expectation is higher because I am used to Prusa support giving me 15 minute or less response times. And if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I want that kind of support. Now, to be clear, if you are not looking to spend that kind of money, Right, And you want to get something like a farm of Neptune 3 Pros. Now that Uncle Jesse finally did his video on it, I've taken a look at his video, and I like it. It seems to be a good printer. The other people that I know that have them seem to like them. You could, but you better have lots of spare parts. As a business, money, money, money is all that matters. And time is money, And if I have to wait even 45 minutes longer than I would with somebody else, that is a monumental reason for me to choose the other company that gives me faster response times. Time is money. And if you can't afford an army of like 80 3D printers to do your bidding, well, then you might not be able to afford that downtime. And downtime is really where businesses live and fail. Um, now... Bamboo Prince, again, the name does not help me to prove that you're an average person, but that's fine. Um, We have some people with funny names in here too. Um, You have had a good experience with it. I specifically know three people that haven't, and it worries me that it is not consistent. Now, I know a couple of people that have had rough experiences with their Prusas, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that filament stories. Courtney ordered hers with a personal account. Did not order it through their business. Did not order it through their YouTube channel. So that there wasn't a I, there wasn't a way that they could get a cherry picked unit without someone doing lots and lots of research, which you're not going to get. Um. Anyways, the big thing for me is reliability. My proof says I can run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and do minimal, if any if any, maintenance, because they just freaking work. Will other printers do that? I don't know. I don't know. So, of course, the Creality Ender 3 and its variants and the CR-10, stay away from them, right? Unless you go with, like, the Ender 3 S1 Pro, they're direct drive all metal. But it's, like, 500 bucks. And at that point, do you really want to support Creality? I personally wouldn't do that. Um, What? Morbus is saying this video is going to age badly in like six months. I. And you know what? It might. But that's the really cool thing about this is that I'm allowed to change my opinion. I can look back and say, you know, back then Bamboo had not proven themselves to be worthy of for business causes to me. And if you are a small business, and again, your risk tolerance is higher than mine, take the risk, go ahead. Just like you should take the risk and like the stream. But if you are risk averse, like I'm relatively risk averse because I have so many printers. If I'm going to get a new printer, it's because it offers something that I don't already have. Right. The Prusa XL huge benefit to me. It is, would be then my second largest printer. Um, it is a tool changer. So it lets me do things like soluble support with PLA. So I'd use, uh, so carbon fiber nylon is my main material, PLA for my main support and PVA, the soluble support material as my support interface media. That is amazing, right? Where the PLA will not stick to, uh, to polycarbonate or nylon for that matter. And the PVA, the polyvinyl alcohol allows me to have zero interface layers and print right into the PVA and it will just wash off. That makes for beautiful, perfect prints every single time. And to be clear, there's a Prusa video coming out on Wednesday, right? The, the new updates from Prusa. Uh, But yeah, you know, this video could age poorly, but that's the great thing about videos. I can change my opinion as time goes on. Um, Let's see. Bamboo is an extremely small team. And as we've talked about before, the big problem is really... What happens when they get too big for their britches? Anyways, I am talking way too much about bamboo. I need to move on to other printers. Joseph Cobol saying, over 20,000 hours on my old Mark III, so that's what I go with. And I feel you, right? They're workhorses. Again, they're not the fastest. They're not the prettiest. They're not the quietest. But they work. And as a business, I care more about things functioning and functioning all the time. Right? That's what I care about, Baby Princess. My name may or may not seem biased. Yeah, if I was uh, Prusa Musketeers and I was being a Prusa fanboy, yeah, okay, you could call me biased, but I'm not paid by Prusa. I wish I was. I really wish I was paid by Prusa. I would take their money in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, absolutely would, would would take sponsor money from Prusa, but I'm not. I'm not. And I believe that Prusas have one fundamental thing they get wrong. They do not include a heater sock. I believe if you are getting a printer for a business, it must have a sock. And if that means, you know, your support or if that means you have to buy them, fine, <laughs> whatever. You know, I, I I don't care. I don't care. Uh, 3D Printy. Hey, 3D Printy. How you doing? Uh, Says if it's for a business, you should still have a full set of replacement parts on hand just in case. Backup hot end and thermistors. Yep. I have... Let me get it. I've got a box of spare parts. And my box of spare parts includes things like hot ends, thermistors. um, And I I buy generic thermistors because I just don't care. These are glass bead thermistors for the bed. I've got... all of these here are cartridge thermistors for the hot ends and i've got tons of heater socks right those those eventually just go bad um and my brother loved this when he just got his he's got a, a first printer so he he raided my stash um But yeah, you got to have spare parts. I even have a spare Prusa motherboard laying around because in the event of a failure, I need to be able to quickly and easily replace things. Now, as a business, I have more printers than I need. That's the trick. The trick is to have more than you need. If you think you need one printer, get three. Because every now and then you're going to need two. And once in a blue moon, you're going to need three. But if one of your printers goes down and you need two printers and you only have two printers, you just failed the job. And printers only fail when you need them to succeed. That's just the way that it works. It's just the way that it works. But yes, you want to have backups of everything, right? And as Spore Luck is saying, businesses you are using to pay your bills. Just like I use this channel to attempt to pay for my bills. So join Patreon or something, please. Uh, Or minimally like the stream. Come on, I got four likes and 31 people viewing. Come on, what the hell's going on here? But, um, you use it to pay your mortgage, you use it to put food on your plate. And can you honestly sit here and fumble around with cheap ass printers that are going to give you nightmares? No, spend money on things that work. Now I am not saying go to Stratasys and spend a quarter of a million dollars on a Fortis 450 MC with all the bells and whistles, right? So we're running about a quarter. A Fortis 450 MC With all the bells and whistles, it's going to be about a quarter of a million dollars, and it is an FDM printer. It is enclosed, and it is heated, so those are benefits. But if you're not printing in ABS, ASA, polycarbonate, or nylon all the time, you don't have to worry about that. Do understand that printers like Prusa's, uh, and others, right, might not come with hardened nozzles. If you're going to print materials even glow-in-the-darks that require hardened nozzles, make sure you get a hardened nozzle. I am very biased toward the uh, diamond nozzle. They work great. They're guaranteed forever. And they're diamond. So you can't break them. I mean, you can if you smash it with a hammer. But, like, cleaning it with a steel acupuncture needle does not give a shit. Does not give a shit. Um, And yes, Morvis the video on Wednesday. Filament Stories asked, I hear Crealia had an open and unprotected laser cutter at a table in form next. Yes, you did! Yes, you did. You did hear that correct. They did. And they were really dangerous. A couple of companies actually had open lasers. Uh, Just really bad news. Really bad news. Um, And Geek Toy Box has a reason why this video may not age well. The tech is changing. And that is so, so awesome. Russ, thank you for the $10 super chat, buddy. I greatly appreciate your support to the channel. Seriously, thank you. And yes, Stuart McClund, you did hear it correctly. $9,000 a year to support and four-week response times. Yes. What in the ever-loving hell. And when I finally got to the director of support for the entire U.S. division for 3D Systems, um, his name, his first name was Saul. His last name was not Goodman. First name was Saul. Although I did make that joke to him often. He said, if you want these printers to work well and reliably... Buy more," I said. "That's not these are ninety thousand dollar printers, dude. That's not an option. I wish I would recorded that phone call." Uh, Philomastory says why they don't include a silicone sock is beyond me. That's about the Prusas. Um, they find that it heats up more effectively without it, but yeah, I think it's stupid. They they really should include the uh, really should include the silicone sock. Uh, let's see upgrade. So Morbus is asking, have I upgraded one of my Prusas to a Revo? I feel like the V6 is quite dated at this point. I have, you guys haven't seen it. We're going to be doing another one here relatively soon. E3D sent over a couple of the Revo Prusa editions. So we're going to be doing that, um, and probably running the time-lapse printer with it, but I haven't installed them just yet. We'll do a live stream of that. Also, thank you Morbus for the $5 super chat. Hi, back to you as well. I believe the V6 is still a good system, but you have to kind of know what you're printing, right? A lot of these more affordable printers out there, whether it's Prusa, Creality, God, putting them next to each other feels dirty, even Bamboo, right? They're going to come with nozzles that aren't necessarily perfect for every option. The nice thing about a Revo is that it, 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 like, I hate changing nozzles. Like, I, I don't do it now, Right? I talked about it a while ago, that the signed Prusa behind me has a .6 diamond nozzle on it because I needed it for a project, and I still haven't changed it back. Why? Because I'm lazy and I don't like changing nozzles. With the Revo, it's as easy as just unscrewing the damn thing when it's cold. That makes life so much easier. So if you are someone that does feel that they're going to be changing nozzles often, make sure that you upgrade your printers with a Revo. But here's the thing, right? Do you really want to spend 800 bucks on a printer then have to upgrade it with a Revo. I don't know. Now, the Mark 3s S is an easy upgrade. It's a direct drop-in, you plug this in, you change nothing else, and you're done, right? So I can see that being fine for the Mark 3s, S, but for the Mini, it's not that easy. And again, that's why I really don't think Minis make good first printers for businesses. They make fine printers for consumers. I don't think they make good printers for Businesses, unless you're willing to tinker and tweak and all that. Adam Fenden says as a business owner, I think the fact that you have multiple Mark threes behind you shows how reliable they are. I saw the same thing at earth when I saw at least half the vendors on the table ran Mark threes. Yep. Now again, we might see more people next year with bamboo. We might, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really do prefer Prusas. Now I've had Prusas now for three years, right? I ran Mark threes. In fact, the second Prusa right here, uh, it's blue. The blue Prusa is one of the silver power supplies, the old Delta power supplies where they went to Meanwell. Um, so th- that should kind of give you an idea uh, of how long I've had it. And I love them, right? Um, and Morbis says they love Diamondback, but they've switched to tungsten carbide for higher temps. I'm going to be testing Diamondbacks at higher temps. Uh, So that is going to be a big thing that we're doing. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, The big thing with them is the brass. It's not even the diamond material. It's the brass, which is the funny part. Um, Spurlock said they're not complaining about the, Oh, uh, Stuart McClone says that I'm not complaining about the price and I don't have any experience with the printer in question. Just slapping an industrial adjective label on the side and charging premium is not cool. It's a 1000 pound full color sandstone 3d printer. So it is an industrial printer, um, which is actually for sale, by the way, if somebody wants it and Stephen Bart saying that they'd love the E3D nozzle X. And you know what? The nozzle X is a damn good nozzle. If you're looking for just a hardened steel nozzle, great nozzle, go for it. Um, Yeah, let's see. Anyways, I am focusing on the chat and I'm not focusing on my talk. You guys are going nuts in the chat. I love it. Thank you guys for not only your support, your likes, your comments, and all of that, uh, but also thank you for being active in the conversation. It makes these solo episodes a little bit easier on me. (sighs) Okay, the V6 is like a Mark III. It's a workhorse. It works well, but it's slow and old, Morbus says. You know, honestly, if you think you're v6 is slow slap a cht on it and that'll breathe new life into it bontech is teasing their brand new uh, hardened nozzles for the cht i'll be curious to see how those wear with good quality carbon fiber materials but i mean dude like again shout out to filament stories courtney thank you for sending me a bunch of cht nozzles for that video but do that 1.8 is just freaking insane if you want to be putting down fatty thick layers thick like oatmeal cht 1.8 man you're not gonna beat that it was really cool and you will get flow rates that are just absolutely insane with the right nozzles again it's about having the right material and again it's why i hate changing nozzles it's why ariva would be great because as a business owner i would absolutely slap on a 0.25 when i need to do high end you know high quality stuff go back to the 0.4 for regular stuff 0.6 for fast 0.8 when i'm really feeling thick and it's that's why Revo has value. Revo's massively valuable to businesses. Massively valuable. Morbus says, how can you say you prefer Prusus when you don't even have a bamboo to compare? I understand your issues with support, but that doesn't make very much sense. Morbus, do you own a business doing this for a living? Because if you do, you would understand my reasoning. And I'm gonna be a little bit rude here because I need to be, right? I am kind of tired of being called out by the bamboo people. I am making legitimate claims about issues with support. I'm making legitimate questions as to the longevity of the materials. And as a business owner that is not immediately risk tolerant, I want to be safe in my business and not just throw money out the door. I am absolutely validated in my hesitation Buying their printer. They have not proven a track record of getting things right consistently for everybody and minimally making it right when they do get it wrong. Because I can't expect companies to get it right all the time, but I do expect them to make it right when they do get it wrong. So, anyways, I do prefer Prusa. Why? Because I've been using them for three years and they work. That's why I prefer Prusa. I'm not going to say that I prefer a different company after using them for a couple of months. Anyways, I am not having this discussion today. Morbus, if you would like, email me, YouTube at 3dmusketeers.com. That goes directly to my personal inbox. I will reply to you and let's set up a Zoom call. Let's talk. Let, let's talk about this off stream where we can have a more one-on-one conversation about this and I don't derail my entire uh my my entire conversation. It's not against you. It's that I want to stay on reasonable topic and I would like to have a conversation with hardcore bamboo users because I want to hear things from their perspective. So anyways, moving on. The big thing with a business is reliability. I've said it once. I'll say it again. And you know, if you want to take a risk, take a risk, but don't spend a bunch of money doing it. The big thing for businesses though, is that, you know how I say that resin is not reliable for consumers Well, not good for consumers. It's also toxic. We know resin is toxic. We know that. Um, Resin is really valuable for businesses. It is fast. It's actually... I use my resin printers more for prototyping stuff fast. Fast. Than I do for doing small detail stuff. Because you can print something in resin... I wonder, that'd be that'd be a cool video, bamboo users out there that have a YouTube channel. I want to see an X1 carbon go up against a resin printer and see which one can do it faster. That would be a really cool video. So I want a shout-out from whoever does that video though. <laughs> I, should, I should DM Clayton and be like, hey, you should see which one's faster, your bamboo or your resin printers. resin is opened up for businesses, and there are so many options out there, and the Prusa SL1S being one of them, but I actually have a hard time recommending it, and it hurts my soul to say that. It hurts my soul to say that I have a hard time recommending the SL1S. It is a great printer. It is insanely good, and a local guy has one, and I I use it uh, because he doesn't know how to use it very well, so I use it. For him. Uh, It's a great printer. Dude, they are built like Swiss watches. Oh my god, they are nice. But they are something like two grand. And at that price, you can get so many, so many larger and more affordable resin printers from companies like Elegoo. It's a pain in the ass. It hurts me because I do really like Prusa. But the SL1S is a very, very tough business case, right? If you are printing small objects and speed really matters, the SL1S will do it faster than most other resin printers on the market. But I think that's kind of where you end your benefit of the SL1S. To be clear, we looked at buying the SL1 when it first came out. And then I looked at the Elegoo Mars, the original Mars, the OG Mars, the LCD screen. And those were $200. US I bought seven OG Elegoo Marses instead of one Prusa SL1. My reasoning is that I will have at least six materials and colors that I print in, and I don't want to have to change tanks or have tanks that I have to store without them getting damaged. It made more sense for me to have multiple printers which I do, I still have them and have multiple printers to do multiple jobs, then it made sense to have just one, right? I've talked about this before throughput matters. And if I don't, if, if I can literally have a filament printer that all it does is print black P E T G and that's all that it ever does. Awesome. I'll have another one that does other stuff. I have one printer that I've tuned really well for this one material right there. And as Scott62 says, cost versus performance is something that businesses really need to consider. If you are going to get a $500 Elago Saturn, get two of them. Don't get one, get two. Even if you only need one, get two. Have a spare. And yes, you can go through and change the screen and all that if you break the screen. It is so much easier to take your VAT and bill plate, put it into a new printer, and click print. It is so much easier to do that, right? Having that availability to just quickly turn over into a new machine is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Zombie says, remember, it takes years to implement new products in a business workflow. Not many businesses work on bleeding-edge tech when... Needing consistency, 100%. Stuart McClund is asking for a large format, say one meter cube printer for a business. What are your thoughts? No, those are my thoughts. My thoughts are no. There are not a lot of companies out there producing printers in that range. Modix is one of them, but like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you'd get better value out of making a Voron, even with your time involved in it. A big Voron. But, like, when you start doing prints that big... God, things get expensive. It is such a pain in the ass to deal with big printers. We have a big printer. You guys have never seen it. Never. Um, it is 400 by 400 by 800. We built it. It is really not reliable. In fact, it's broken right now. I got to put a new Z-axis in it. But, like, that's the thing, right? The bigger your printer is the more potential you have for failure. To me, print it in small pieces and assemble it. Even if that means you have to have a body shop that does bondo and paint for you, that's a reasonable expectation and will still produce a better quality product for the customer if it's bondoed, sanded, and painted than if you did it in one solid piece. And you can look at a company... Um, what's that resin company that Joel works with? it. You could look at a it, but those are six figures, right? And are you really going to spend that much if you don't have a consistent market? I think a bunch of smaller printers do better value for a business than one big one, right? Because if all I need to do is print here, this is here, show you a little insider for an upcoming video. This is a part we're going to be using in an upcoming video. If I needed to print this on a one meter cube printer, God, that's a pain in the ass. I'm spending a ton of energy to heat up that printer and a ton of time. When in reality, all I have to do is print this on a any small printer. I mean, God, a Prusa Mini could. Uh, uh, excuse me, Zombie Hedgehog, a King Rune KP3S could do it. <laughs> Got to make fun of our patrons when I can. You know, it, it's always fun to do that. Um, John Olson says, from a business standpoint, you take the same attitude toward the Prusa XL once it's out as you would with the Bamboo. It'd be a risk to build a business around it. One sure, but not replace your farm. Exactly. That's why I bought one because the business case for me is the tool changer. And I believe that Prusa is not going to rush to market clearly because the XL has been delayed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. a lot, And uh, yeah, you know, that's going to be a thing. Um, and we have a date now. We have a date January. They're going to start shipping in January and I've seen the. The XL And like, again, it's a $200 pre-order. If I see the first few come out and they're looking like absolute dog shit for people when they're getting delivered, then I'm going to either defer my pre-order or cancel it, right? But I have more faith in a company that's been around for 10 years than I do in one that's been around for 10 months. So there's that. But yes, that is a fair statement to state that I might be jumping the gun on the XL, but I have a contingency plan in place. Um, Businesses don't like to take risks with V1.0 releases. You're right. And traditionally, Prusa printers, when they first come out, you're a bit of a beta tester. That's actually why I waited about two hours before I placed my Prusa pre-order. I figure there's going to be probably three months of people ahead of me. So what the hell? I'll let them figure it out. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Spurlock says that 3D printers are this gray area somewhere between an IT, a tool, and a manufacturing device. But all three of those areas have a demand on value with respect to support. Oh, filament stories! Thank you for the nine dollar ninety nine. I appreciate your support of the channel, Courtney. You are an amazing human. And I look forward to the day when we can hang out once again. Um, Stuart McClun says follow up. What is the max size you would go? Uh, 400 by 400 is really, really big. Um, our biggest current printer is the fusion three 410 It sits above me. It sits up there. Um, that is my current biggest printer, but you know what? I reach for my Prusa's or other printers before I reach for that big printer because it takes like 20 minutes to get to temperature. Well, like a, in the chamber, cause it's got, it doesn't have a chamber heater, but it is an enclosed printer. So if I'm going to print it, I'm normally printing high temp materials in there. I did just put a 0.6 diamond nozzle on it. Whew, that's spicy, spicy, spicy. Uh, and it does print really well. Zombie, thank you for the $3 total with two different bananas. I'm confused, but that's fine. Um, bananas. Bananas, bananas, bananas. <laughs> um, Geek Toybox asks if I have tried to become an external beta tester for Prusa. I would love to do that. I don't even know where I could apply for that. So, Dom, if you know, send that to me. Send that to me. Ah, yes, Tarzan says, this shit is bananas. Which is the only way that you will remember to spell bananas in your entire life, and you can thank Gwen Stefani for that. Um. Oh, zombies unboxing a KP3S Pro tonight. Are you gonna do that on stream? If so, plug your stream. Um. Anyways. Build volume is kind of a thing. So let's talk about that, right? And resin printers have crazy build volumes, right? Because your small resin printers are going to be, what was that, 120 by 65 by 155, generally somewhere in that range. The medium sized ones will be 192 by 200 by 200, or 192 by 120 by 200. And then the big ones get well into the multiple 400 range, right? The thing with resin printers, when you start going big is how much liquid they use. And if you do have a failure, what that looks like, as we've seen, and we're going to see it a lot. I'm going to bet that we're going to see a lot more resin failures on the fix my print subreddit and kind of the, the areas, because people are getting these brand new resin printers and they're running them in the cold and they're missing the fact that resin printers don't like the cold, bring them inside. They're cold. They have to be warm. Right? They have to be around 75 degrees Fahrenheit or about 25 degrees centigrade or above. <sighs> um, I don't like large printers because they have large failures. For resin, right? Resin is really easy to bond small parts together. And there was someone earlier that talked about dimensional accuracy. I've had varying levels of dimensional accuracy. Some resins are more dimensional accurate than others. The more the, the more liquidy the resin is, like Soraya Tech Fast Grey... Uh, really, really dimensionally accurate. But Soraya Tech Blue, I don't get great dimensional accuracy out of it. But for a business, you might say, what about the F word, Formlabs? Formlabs is a company that as consumers, a lot of us don't look at because they're more expensive than a Prusa. They're old school, they're SLA, they're actual laser based. So they're slower than a traditional MSLA printer and they're more expensive every step of the way. But as a business, having validated materials that auto fill in the vat that I don't have to mess with might be a value proposition, right? Because when you buy resin from Formlabs, it does come in a cartridge. That cartridge is chipped. um, But it comes with material certifications. It comes with standards. It comes with all of that stuff. It comes with all of that stuff. And reasonably speaking, that's a that's a benefit for a business. Now, the thing I don't like about Formlabs is they don't have like a dedicated wash station yet. They still want you to kind of use a bucket, old school style. They do have a now dry and cure station, but that's only for the, uh, for the Formlabs Form 3L. Personally, I have had a very poor experience with Formlabs. I assume they have changed since their company is still doing very well, but I've had a very poor experience with them. So, yeah, I don't know up to you omaha says printing one single supportless mini on a bamboo at 0.12 height versus 0.5 on the photon mono x is 36 minutes versus three hours and 17 once you print more than five it's better to use resin obviously and that's fair that's the thing with resin right it's print time is 100 percent set on the z height of your printer So if you're able to pack lots of small stuff into, let's say, an Elegoo Jupiter, right, a $1,400 resin printer, if you're able to pack shitloads of parts onto that, it will absolutely wipe the floor with anything that FDM can do. But we can't ignore the fact that resin is toxic and really the cleanup process for resin sucks. Any of you that have resin printers, you know that that cleanup process sucks. Even if you have a washing cure station, it still sucks. There's chemicals, there's gloves, there's the smell, there's particulate. It all sucks. It's a pain in the ass. And that's something to me, like, I hate, like, I run my resin printers. I honestly hate it. It's so much work compared to FDM. And a lot of times, if I don't need the speed, I will choose FDM because it's just cleaner. It's just cleaner. Um, and I have less of a chance of getting it on my clothes, getting it on me, getting it in the air. Just oh, the mess. I hate the friggin' mess with resin. Uh, but we have 11 resin printers, right? So we use them. We use them. Um, Yeah, so resin, if you're doing a bunch of small parts, dude, can't beat resin. Not going to beat it at all. Uh, someone asked about, yeah, there's FJ Prince. says Formlabs has an SLS machine, right? Yep. The Formlabs Fuse 1 Plus. It uses a Ytterbium fiber laser, and I think they've doubled its output power now uh, to move faster. So I actually got hands-on with a Formlabs Fuse 1 when I went out to California and we met with Jinxbot. In fact, I still have the little Jinxbot dude sitting here. Uh, He sits on my computer. He, He oversees uh, production here at the company and it's a cool machine, but dude has been having problems with that machine. It, it's been having like pretty major problems with it where it's just not working all that well. And that kind of sucks. So definitely don't want that. Um, yeah. And like when you're spending 50 G's, cause I think they run about 50 to 60 G's right now, you need it to work. And yes, if you're looking for entry-level SLS, that's the cheapest thing on the market. That's worth it, right? You have Sinterit, you've got Sinteritech, there are some other smaller uh, SLS companies out there, and if you are looking to spend money on a small SLS printer and you can't afford the um, the Formlabs, there are smaller companies like Sinterit, so Sinterit has the Lisa, the Lisa Pro, um, oh, there are some others, but they're not great. The thing with SLS printers is that they operate in heat. You warm up the chamber to within a few degrees of the melting point of the plastic that is inside of it. And then the laser just brings it above that melting point. But for cheaper SLS printers, they don't heat smoothly throughout the entire cake. That's the block that it can print in. And it means the farther you get to the outside edges, the worse your uh, tolerances get. So a lot of them will say they have a build chamber that's 200 by 200, but they can only print in 180 by 180. So something to note there. And there are, of course, DIY SLS printers that exist. I don't recommend them, obviously, for businesses, but I do want to start looking into SLS. But do understand that any powder printer requires different levels of care. If you are running a home based business, you do not, under any circumstances, want SLS inside your house. You need a separate space for it. The powder is dangerous, it will hurt your lungs. It is technically explosive if you atomize it correctly. Uh, most powders are, for reference. Most things, if you atomize them in the right mixture, are explosive. Flour is one of the most explosive materials when you atomize it, and is one of the leading causes of explosions in bakeries. It is not propane, Bobby. It is, uh, it is the, uh, it's the flour. But yeah. Any powder base, man, it just, it gets everywhere. And Formlabs does have a good system and I will give them that, right? That their system for dealing with the powder, the sifting and all of that is phenomenal. When I was at Jinkspot, I was not wearing a mask because I said, I, 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 I know what the taste of nylon is. So like, if I can taste it in the air, I know it's not working. That system worked really, really well. It was filtering everything. And I think we cut it out of the video, but it was it was evidenced by the fact that there was almost no nylon dust on anything that was more than three inches from the entrance to that fume hood. So kudos to Formlabs, right? When you buy from Formlabs as a business, you're getting an ecosystem that you're willing to put time, effort and money into. If you don't want to spend that kind of money, you're not going to get that ecosystem. A lot of people will buy in saying, I actually want to pay more money because I get guarantees with that. I get the certifications. I get things that I don't get with these more affordable printers, right? So, yeah. Omaha says they haven't used their Mono X in months, but the printing minis for sale at 0.12 on the bamboo. Much rather use it instead. Quality difference is negligible. I do have a Mono X as well. I bought it for a client and then that project fell through and I forgot to return the printer and it sits here. I should maybe give that away. I don't know. I got to do something with it because I, 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 if you are going to do one thing as a business, please heed my advice here. Stick with one brand. Do not go going around to different brands, right? Like we use Elegoo for our resin printers, mostly Prusa for our FDM printers. We have 40 3D printers here in the shop. Um, 13 of them are Prusas, um, nine Mark III S's, four minis. Um, I do have a mini clone coming in, uh, which should be fun. We're going to compare that to the actual Prusa mini. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, and I'm going to use that as my test bed for some flex plates which are going to be fun. Um, but yeah, the, the cost, right? The big thing as a business owner is time. Your printers, if your printers work all damn day and all damn night and everything they said is just blue, like him inside and out. I, I, what I'm joking. I, I make random music jokes for those that don't know me. Uh, but if your printers work all day and all night for you, And then you have to spend three hours cleaning up your parts. Was it worthwhile for resin? I find that for every hour of printing, I have at least 15 minutes of work to do. And that involves going into the washing cure, letting it do its washing cure, uh, letting it do its wash cycle, take it out, let it dry, pull all my supports off, sand it smooth, let it do a base cure and then get it, in the mail we only do base cures on our resin parts we let the client do the final cures just in case they want to do any extra cleanup it's totally fine adam phantom is asking if i have ever built a voron no we are hoping to do that here very very soon uh (laughs) zombie says, you don't want the Z3, the Z cubed hybrid core XYZ printer that hasn't been tested yet. Zombie, if you made a printer, I would test it. I would be more than happy to test it. I'd even make videos on it. And if any of you are making printers and you do want me to test it on the channel, let me know. But you know, my kind of opinions on things. You guys kind of know me. I I am a open book with this. So if you do send something to me and I don't like it, I will tell you. And then we will decide if I'm actually going to make a video on it. So There's that. But yeah, as Stuart McClellan says, for a business, I'm not going to purchase someone's very cool, of course, project with no track record. Yep. Yep. And the hang printer is a cool machine, but as a business... Ain't going to happen. It needs way too much space. And with the cost of housing and the cost of businesses right now, I'm not going to spend all this money on a space. Just put a hang printer in. It would look dope as an art installation. Don't get me wrong. Like if you get, you know, some space in a retail environment where you can put a hang printer up as part of an art installation. Hell yes. It's cool. I think hang printers have a lot of value as showing what is awesome for 3d printing, but I don't think they're very practical. That's my personal opinion on that. Scott 62 says, do I maintain a certain temperature in my shop year round? This is Florida. It generally maintains an overall temperature year round. It is currently 73.5 degrees in here. So it is a little chilly, but to give you an idea, it is 51 degrees outside. So it is much colder outside routinely when I am running printers, this office will be above 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and that's pretty normal, right? I've shown many times where it's been above 80 in here. Um, and that's all Fahrenheit, of course. Um, let me see. Outside is 11 C. So it is 11 degrees centigrade outside right now. And in my office, I have to, I have a little thermometer here. I just have to do the little conversion thing. It is 23. So it's actually a little too cold to print resin. So if I wanted to print resin right now, I would likely be running some FDM printers just for some random stuff, just so I have enough to heat the room. So Yeah. But if you don't have an area that is temperature controlled, that's the big thing. If it is consistently cold, fine. Consistency is key. Now we will have some fluctuation here, but we are normally quite warm. We don't get a lot of resin prints during the winter anyway, so it's not really something that I worry about. But I have politicians in most of my resin printers, so I don't care, right? Remember, the politician was never designed to be a product that we sell, but it just ended up being something that we want to. So I keep chamber temps in my resin printers completely fine uh is there any materials handling and storage information for resin some companies do i use what prusa says Uh, prusa is pretty clear about their resin and how to store it and all that but normally i just keep it in the sealed container inside of a plastic bag up on a shelf so insurance companies don't like 3d printers so don't bother uh, sorry, I'm going to get some water while I read comments. Stuart McClellan says, I feel like sending a printer to grant would be much like defending a PhD. That's beautiful. No, um, I'm not going to be nice to it, but I'm going to give you feedback And I think that's what's important when you work with people that kind of know what they're doing. And I'm not going to say I'm the end-all-be-all expert on 3D printing because clearly I'm not, right? There are other people out there that know plenty more than I do. But I would say I have a pretty damn good knowledge. And I'm certainly not a scrub, right? I'm not new to this. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of companies don't insure 3D printers. I am currently... Working on a new insurance policy that will not insure the machines but will insure my scanners and a couple of other things that we have here because that's what's important to me is insuring the scanners. So, yeah, uh, Stuart McClellan says 11C is balmy, it was negative 19 in Edmonton last week when I was there. On the bright side, really low humidity. I'm in like, I will wear shorts a lot, I'm wearing pants today. Um, and I will wear a long sleep. If I go outside, I'll probably throw a jacket on. I got my E3D hoodie. I can wear my E3D hoodie. Hell yeah. Maybe I'll go outside just wear my E3D hoodie and it is dark, right? I'm looking out into my living room and it is dark outside right now. Um, you can see part of outside there. There's a part of the window there and part of the window right there. Um, that face is due East for those that have always wondered, But, uh, oh, wait, Scott 62 lives in Pasco. I live in Pasco County too. Huh? Are you the Scott that I know? Interesting. Huh? Yeah, I live in Pasco too. We're over in Wesley Chapel. Um, I don't have a Prusa hoodie. No, I don't have a Prusa hoodie. Uh, I am basically Matt. I don't have a Prusa hoodie. Anyways, let's get back into printers for businesses. Uh, when you look at resin printers, of course, you've got Formlabs. you got Elegu, Anycubic, Frozen, and Peopoli or P-O-Poly. Um, If you got the budget, Formlabs has a good ecosystem that I think has some value to it for a business. But if you don't have the budget, I've really enjoyed Elegu. Um Not just because their printers seem to work well. Elegu surprised me. Elegu has fought for open source. Elegu has fought for a lot of things. Oh, okay. Scott 60 says new to the channel. Yeah, dude, I'm in Wesley chapel. Like we're, we're, we're real close. So I don't know, email me or something if you want to get together and print shit. Um, <laughs> look, I, there's what there's a Scott that I know. He's actually was my, my, my former doctor. Um, was a client before he was my doctor who is into 3D printing? So I thought maybe he found his way to the channel. Who knew? Okay, you're in you're in Newport Richie. You got a couple of people, uh, that watch channel in NPR. I don't find myself out in Newport Richie unless I'm trying to be on an episode of Live PD. <laughs> Sorry for Newport Richie. <laughs> um, but yeah, resin printing, it, you kind of have to choose a brand. If they're and and I said this before, right? Choose a brand and stick with it. I really liked Elagoo. They went to bat for the average consumer with uh creality cloud they went to bat when uh any cubic uh did some copyright infringement stuff and they stole some models without getting permission right elegance seems to do it right as far as i can tell right they they really do appear to do things right and that is what's important to me um sjc says they do have good customer service i've used it once or twice but i've never needed it and like here's the deal right Elegoo Mars is, if your printer, if your things that you're printing fit onto an Elegoo Mars, Elegoo Mars is so cheap that when the screens break, I get rid of them. It's not worth me to replace the screen on a $200 printer. Now we will do it for a video, right? Where I can produce an education content for it, but I'm not going to do it just because my time is way too valuable. The time of a staff member is too valuable. I'd rather us be looking at how to make money and not looking at replacing freaking screens. I do not give a damn about that, right? I don't care. Uh, But yeah, that's the big deal with resin. Of course, choose a brand of resin. If you're going to use Formlabs, obviously you're using Formlabs resin. Um, I have liked Soraya Tech resin. Uh, again, right? Prusa has their own resin. I don't use it. I've used Soraya Tech. And it's weird. I found resin that I like with, with my nose. Um, I don't like elegant resin. I think it's very, very stinky. It's like tart. And no matter how good of air filtration that you have, unless you're venting to atmosphere, like venting external, you're going to smell the resin. So if you can find a resin that is at least not terrible smelling, you'll be okay. I'm like, we have VOC filters in here. And even when I run all of my VOC filters, which is enough that I cannot film, I still will get the, you know, here or there smell of resin when we're printing. When we're not printing, I actually don't smell the resin, which is really cool. Really, really cool. John also has got to take off daughter's birthday party. Really appreciate the live chat. John, happy birthday to your daughter. Take care, dude. Enjoy. Go have fun with the family. Uh, Stuart McClund asked if I have any experience with metal impregnated filaments that go into centering furnaces. I do not. We did actually interview. Well, I kind of do not for what you're probably talking about. Um, we interviewed with the virtual foundry. It's a former podcast episode. It was a, it's a good one. I think that they, 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 they did good. Um, I've not used their filament i have used metal impregnated filament before and a staff member of ours has used their copper filament in the past but i find that it is not um accurate enough right when you do the sintering process it gets kind of all wiggly and wobbly and all that so i don't know personally um if i want metal i will cast we have a casting facility here down in sarasota that is really good at what they do. So if I wanted to get something made in metal, I would print it, I would bring it to them, they would cast it. And that's how I've done it in the past. Again, I would not really... Um, right right tool for the right job. is an FDM printer the right tool for metal printing? No, a metal printer is. But if you don't have half a million dollars to buy a metal 3D printer... Then you really should just look at casting it. And yes, you can look at like the Mark Forge Metal X for like 120 Gs. And the Metal X does do a good job, right? It does do a great job, in fact. And Mark Forge is a company that we can't really ignore either. But the problem is the Mark II and their continuous carbon fiber materials and printers are over the 10 grand mark. So they're out of this particular talk. Because I think if you're looking to buy a first printer for a business, you're not necessarily looking at spending more than 10 Gs. If you are, hey, great. Um, Yeah, if you do have a CNC, like Stuart McClund is saying, they don't need 100% accurate. If they can get close to casting uh, with holes in the right place by one millimeter, they can finish it on the CNC. Yeah, you should be able to get that. Um, just keep in mind about their shrinkage rates and you'll be okay. Anafendant asks what my experience is on plant-based resins. Hey, I talk about this in Wednesday's video because Prusa just released a plant-based resin. I don't like them. I don't like plant-based resins. I don't like eco-resins. I don't like them. Uh, they have a tendency to crack over time with just atmospheric exposure, and that is like irrelevant to UV light. Um They're not safe. They still are toxic and sure they use less, you know, synthetic materials, less dangerous materials, but they are still inherently toxic. And that, for me, is a particular problem. So um, water washable resins are the exact same way. I don't like water washable resins. I don't want to use water washable resin. I prefer the current resins that we use. Now, Mikolas has talked about this, where they're trying to do a more um, consistent resin that is safer for humans. But the way that photopolymerization works, you're probably never going to get it to where it is actually safe for humans to touch. Now, what if you go with clone printers like the, the Sovol svo 6 which Madcat USA, one of our Patreon supporters, just got one in and I'm very excited to hear his opinions. He's already had to pull apart the extruder and he said the big issue with the Sovol is that there's so much work you have to do to get into the filament path that it is a bit of a pain in the ass. So something to note about it. But you know, the Neptune 3 Pro, the Sovol svo 6 those are a quarter of the price of a Prusa. And I see the value of having like a Mark III S or two, and then maybe three or four of these cheaper FDM printers. See if you like them. If they don't work out well for you and they're not doing well, donate them. It's a the cool thing about a business is you can donate it and take the tax write-off and move on. Right. Um, or give it to a friend, right. Give it to a kid, right. You know, inspire somebody else to get into 3d printing. I really want to try them. Elegoo said, no, Sovol hasn't returned my calls. um, And I don't think anybody else really has any of these, like basically Prusa competitors at $200 ish price point. Um, Zombies asking if V wheels are acceptable for business use. That's a tough question. Um, Like the, the fusion uses um, polycarbonate V wheels, not the Delrin V wheels that you see the black ones. These are white. Um, And I replace them every six months just out of, Out of good preventative maintenance, I replace them every six months. Um, They can be. The nice thing about V-wheels is that they're very, very quiet. So if you have a home-based business with a print farm, I might look at allowing V-wheels in there because they're cheap and they're quiet, but you better have a lot of V wheels laying around and you better know how to properly tension them. That's the big thing with V wheels. If you over tension them, they wear out very fast. And if they're too loose, you have too much slop. And similar to cooking a scallop where as Gordon Ramsay says, there's only about a 15 second window from undercooked to overcooked. There's like 15 seconds of where it's good. V wheels feel about that same way to me, where there's a very small margin of where it's good, and it's either too tight or too loose. And of course, too tight is easier than too loose, right? You'll just wear through the V wheels faster. That's fine, but yeah. SEC says Pfizer has a Prusa clone. I know I ordered one of their Prusa Mini clone kits over the 1111 sale i got a freaking prusa mini clone no no printed parts no printed parts for 188 dollars delivered and so that's we're going to do a video we're going to compare it to a regular prusa mini and the prusa mini with the revo on it so i like having multiple printers i can just bring them all out into a video put them on the table and talk about them because i think that'll be really cool to see also says aren't the steppers louder than the bearings a lot of companies have these silent stepper drivers um where no actually they're pretty quiet Um, on my Prusas, it is absolutely the bearings that are the loudest thing. Although, although the material, the shelf and all that, that you put the printers on matter a lot, right? So I have EVA foam, then I have rubber blocks, then I have the printer. A lot of people put their printers on concrete. I don't want to do that because it's dirty and it won't look good for filming. Um, but that means I have more resonating going through the steel shelves that are my desk and everything behind me. So, yeah. Linear rails are quiet-ish, but still very similar. They are louder than V-wheels, right? Um, I believe for a business, I'd rather have the noise of bearings and have the longevity of bearings and not, you know, all I really have to do is oil them or, or grease them every now and then versus... Going the route of um uh you know V wheels where I have to tension them probably once a week or so. So yeah, our big um our big D bot that you guys haven't seen, our big Core XY printer, uh, has linear rails X and Y. So it uses the MGN12 linear rails. Um so yeah. Uh Bud H.I.W. says, just so you know, people in the official Bamboo Lab Discord are fuming. You didn't choose the X one as best every no contest. Hey, I don't give a shit. Um, My opinions are my opinions. If people don't like them, they can go to a different channel, right? Um, But I appreciate all the hate comments the Bamboo Lab people have left because, you know, it's pretty great. The the um, interactions on the channel have gone up, which means the views on the channel have gone up. So, hey, keep up with the hate comments. I don't give a damn. I can delete them. It's no big deal. But um, yeah, you know, I get it, right? People people will be mad that I don't like this, I don't like that, but they, I also haven't tried it, right? So how can I how can I give Bamboo Lab a win when they have almost no track record? I've never tried it. I've never even gotten in front of it, right? I've gotten in front of a Neptune three before I've used a Neptune three haven't used the pro cause they're technically not out yet. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, you have a community of people that are, uh, very adamant about something and they're very negative against those who have anything other than a positive, um, atmosphere that creates a community like the original Voron community, which was really, really toxic. And that is a great way for me to completely never work with a company is to have a shitty community. So yeah. Jake Wassam says, I will soon be getting my first 3d printer planning on a Prusa. I have littles and want, Oh, children and want an enclosure for it. Would you suggest Prusa enclosure or look at a third party? Oh, man. Um, The Proust Enclosure is really expensive. Um, If you want an enclosure that is made of metal, the Proust Enclosure is great. For my money, I'd get a Wham Bam Hotbox. Um, They're way, way more affordable, and they fold up, so if you wanted to, you know, move, it's a lot easier to put it away, and of course, use code MUSKETEERS2022 for 10% off of your order, through wham, bam, uh, with the, uh, through the end of the year. So bonus nachos there. Um, I have a hot box on the way. We're going to be trying that out, but yeah, enclosures. I mean, you could use a freaking cardboard box or a lack end table, right? Prusa has the lack enclosure that you could build. Just depends on how janky you want to get, you know, that's all. Uh, ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Oh God, uh, but H.I.W. says I lost hope for that community moderation there seems to also be broken. Gotta love it. Got to love it. We all know the best printer ever is the A-Net that likes to catch fire at random. Yeah. You know, the anet net is absolutely the best printer because it forces you to pay attention to it. <laughs> ah, yeah, the Bamboo Lab Facebook group was just really mean. They're really, and I, I honestly couldn't care, right? Like, yeah, there's some point, there's some part of me that gets upset when people do personal attacks, but like, hey, there's one for you guys right there. Go to hell. Um, Yeah, as Spurlock says, you're looking for a fleet vehicle, a delivery truck, and not a damn Corvette. Don't get me wrong. When I make good money doing this, I want a Corvette, right? When I'm at a point where I can buy my own building to do content or buy my own building for 3D Musketeers, I'll buy... Nice printers just because, right? I'll buy them to, to validate them and find out. Uh, or I get big enough where companies send them to me and I don't have to buy anything. That would be cool too. Um, but right now, we aren't at any of those stages. But with your support and a like, we can get there. Oh, our, our concurrent viewers just jumped up. I'm assuming, hello, Bamboo Lab face, uh, a Discord and Facebook users. Welcome to the show. I'm not a lover of your printer. Uh, we just went from 31 viewers to 41. So have a feeling that we got some Bamboo Lab people here. <laughs> Either way, I don't care. Um, again, with the Bamboo Lab machine, it's going to take some time. For me as a business, I am risk averse. So there's that. So, oh, that's fair. Dom Geek Toy Box says that Prusa has a lock available for their enclosures. And there's a huge value to that right? If you do want to make sure you do keep the little hands away, a lock can be valuable. That is not stuff that other, um, you know, that other, um, uh, like, like other enclosures have also, Jonathan, I can see you typing and then you're putting in emojis. It deletes your comment when you put an emoji and don't ask me why it's just, yeah, it's just a thing. Adam says we live in an age where no one is ever allowed to have their own opinion about everything good for you for standing your ground it's Florida we stand our ground here damn it (laughs) oh god oh that's gonna get taken out of context um (laughs) um but yeah Uh, allows you to, to meet your local fire department service fast and local fire department is always cool the fire firefighters are always cool But yeah, let's, let's look at, um, let's kind of look and guys, let me know your thoughts, right? What, what are you all thinking? If you had a business doing this, would you be, would you be utilizing your like enders or whatever you're currently using? Or would you look at a different printer, right? When it is the thing that makes you money. It can be a tough one. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. stand your crap jokes in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I went there. See, it's the fun thing about the live stream is there is no editing. I just send it, and this is my personality, right? I, that's a bad joke. Probably shouldn't have made it, but whatever. We're here. Let's go for it. Um. I also don't... So FJ Prince is saying, I also don't see why Bamboo... I don't see bamboo last that long with the price they are selling their printers for and the amount of tech it has. You know, I said the same thing. I don't know how much profit margin they're making on their printers, but I can't imagine it's very high. So there's that. Oh, I forgot about that one. Adam Fendon asking about rep cords enclosure at earth. Dude, love, 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 love his thing. So I like pooch. Pooch is a good guy. Like, let me be clear. I think pooch is a good guy. I really like him. Um, pooch pooch's enclosure is really valuable to me because like as you guys can see i hang my spools off the shelf uh, we have a printed part that clips onto these racks these are racks from sam's club uh it clips onto the rack that lets me put a prusa spool holder on there i like his method because it lets me store the spool at the bottom and then have the enclosure on the top i think that's nice but I don't know. It depends on the price point, right? If it's close to the price of a Prusa enclosure, I might just choose the Prusa enclosure. While it doesn't have storage for my spools, eh, I'd rather have metal over the printed plastic. So there's that. Um, Orlando Rodriguez, Rock the Robo 3D R1 Plus. Hell yeah. Hey, you know, that's old school, baby. You got to keep it running if you can. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Uh, someone asked, ah, Spurlock says, How long until you pay off the printer with your business? I mean, any printer works if you're making money. So I was talking with an unnamed Patreon supporter last night about pricing. They messaged me on Discord, uh DM'd and asked about pricing. And uh they sent me their pricing sheet, what they were looking at, and I said, You're way too cheap. Like you're way, way, way too cheap. They were looking at like sub one dollar an hour for printing. I'm like And they're like, well, you know, people can get it for less on Etsy. I said, then go let them get it for less on Etsy. Stop competing with the Eastern European people that are selling on Etsy for pennies on the dollar that are getting their filament direct out of China for, you know, two to three dollars a kilo. Right. Stop trying to compete. If someone is cheap, go let them be cheap. Don't be cheap just to hit shitty target markets. As a business, you need to define what your target market is going to be, what it's going to look like, why it's going to look that way, and every single aspect around that. Right? You have to define these things. And if you're going to sit there and say, "Well, I'm going to be the cheap guy on the block." You're going to fail, right? Like, I mean, you you might not fail, but chances are you're going to fail. And it's it, 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 you're gonna you're gonna hurt, right? You're gonna say I did everything right. I priced myself accordingly. I did all the right research. I did all of this stuff, and it still didn't work. And like, we're priced reasonably high. I'm one of the higher cost providers for three D printing in the area, but I'm also one of the few that actually know what the hell they're doing. No offense to my competitors, but I've been doing this longer than some of my competitors have been alive. And that means I know what the hell I'm doing, right? And when we get, and I'm going to go to my Google, like go, go, go to my, go to uh look up 3d musketeers on Google, right? We don't have what 46 five-star reviews because of it. And literally just last night, Uh, Let me see newest. I got one from an individual named Tyler Moon. I'm reading this verbatim. I had a project that was very time-sensitive for completion. 48 hours. After 10 calls, it was clear that Grant from 3D Musketeers was going to be the man that helped me solve the dilemma. But not only did he produce everything and ship it out himself right on time. we, We... We... We uh, white-labeled it for the client. He also scheduled a 30-minute Zoom call with me to consult on a better and more cost-effective way to produce the pieces I needed. Fast forward a week and the client is perfectly happy and so am I. Absolute best customer service experience I've had with the company in many years. Kudos to Grant and to your ultimate success. That is an actual verbatim review that we just got. Why? Because I give a shit. That is how we that's how we differentiate ourselves from our competition. Who knew giving a shit can actually matter? Look, you can put whatever business, you can put you can go spend two million dollars on metal printers, resin printers, Fortis printers. Go spend all the money you want. If you're an asshole to people and you don't care, you don't reply to emails, you don't return phone calls, you will fail. You will fail. Customer service is what makes your business succeed. I have seen businesses succeed massively with nothing but enders. Now they're going to put more work into it, but they give a shit. See, what always upset me about 3D systems was that they didn't make my emergency theirs. I paid them nine grand a year to make my emergency theirs, and they still never did. So when we get new customers that have emergencies, if I'm able to meet it reasonably, I'm going to. Because I want someone to feel... Good that someone else gives a damn about them. Because guess what? I do. My company does. And we will, if we can, make your emergency ours. And I actually think I did like a 24-hour turnaround time for him, but I'm not going to argue. <laughs> um, Stuart McCland asks, what is the Discord link? The Discord link is available via Patreon. Uh, and I saw that... I think I was... Spurlock, right? Oh, okay. Guess you just found that too. Uh, Stuart McClun, apparently you just found the, uh, the the Patreon link for the discords. Thank you for that. And uh, we got... Yeah, Spurlock. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your $10. I don't think you have your Discord connected, so I will just send you a message with it. So uh, thank you guys for your support via Patreon. You can come hang out with the craziness that is the 3 Musketeers Discord. Um, but yeah... 9 grand a year is actually not a lot for a high-end service contract. When you look at like a Stratasys J750, that is their full color polyjet printer, that is a $20,000 a year, $20,000 a year contract. So, but it's also a 450 to $500,000 printer. So, yeah. And a- Fanton says, if I was a business owner, I would look at proofs for their reliability and support. That's exactly why I do it. And as Scott62 says, customer service can make or break you. And it absolutely will every single time. It's why I say we are open 24 hours a day. Here's a fun thing that not a lot of people know. If you call the shop phone, it rings my cell phone. Nobody else in the company answers phone calls but me. Why? Because I'm the most knowledgeable in the company. It's my job to be the most knowledgeable in the company. And if you call me at two o'clock in the morning... And you wake my ass up and I answer the phone and you need 3D printed parts. You're going to pay the getting my ass out of bed at 2 a.m. rate. And you understand that because you're calling at 2 o'clock in the morning. Every single time that someone has called us late at night, they totally understand it. And they appreciate the fact that we do this because that's what business is about. It is about taking care of others. Um. Zombie says, what is the pricing on something like a set of ABS printer parts from you? Um, probably more than you're willing to pay, Zombie, to be honest, especially since you have printers that can print ABS pretty well. And if you don't put a box over one of your printers, and you're done, right? Literally a cardboard box over one of your K- K- K3PSs or whatever they're called will be totally fine. Um, that's literally how I do my fire retardant ABS prints on the Mini. I do it out in my garage with a cardboard box on top of it, (laughs) but yeah, Google voice is absolutely awesome. No sleep gang. A zombie says, um, but yeah, the, the number that, that you guys see online is not my personal cell phone number. It is a Google voice number and it is totally free, which is really, really, really cool. So yeah. Anyways. Oh man. Uh, look for the people pointing out that $9,000 a year is not a lot of money. I know just one of those things I pay for yearly support. Uh, just know, just one of the things I pay yearly for support at work is com Vault support, which is 1200 VMs, 500 terabytes of data. Wow. Nine grand is a lot of money when you're a starting business. It's not a lot of money when you're moving forward and you're making profit. But remember, your business is not going to be profitable from day one. There's a lot of expenses that you're not thinking of, and it will all be your time. How about a website? How about social media presence? Are you going to make a YouTube channel? Because that's a shitload of time. Ask me how I know. Um, How are you going to get business? Do you just have a contract in place and you're just building a business around that contract? Great. Then maybe you don't have all that. But remember, there's a lot of time invested outside of the printing itself. In fact, I think the printers are probably the easiest thing in the business, period. Mind you, to me, the biggest thing that I spend time on is customer service. And I'm okay with that. It's a sunk cost a lot of times, right? We don't normally get that money back. But it means we get reviews like that. That's an amazing review. And I'm glad that we could knock it out of the park for that client. At the end of the day, I don't want to spend time maintaining printers. I don't want to spend time fumbling around with changing out a clog nozzle. I don't want to have to spend time dealing with problem printers. I'm happy to pay a little bit more money. Get a printer that may not be as fast, as sexy, as sleek, as perfect, but work every single time. That has way more value to me than being the thousand horsepower supra sitting outside, right? Like I drive a 20-year-old Honda. Why? Because it works. It's a original VTEC, And yeah, it's got a transmission made of glass fine, but it's still a very, very good car that every time I turn that key, she starts right up. In fact, might do an oil change today, although it's a little cold. Might wait till tomorrow. I don't know. Let's do for an oil change. I do those myself because I want to put premium products in my car because I can and it deserves it. And I guess my car is exactly my personality, right? It's an old car, but it works. Mark three S's. They're old. But they work, and yeah, they're not a Bamboo X1 Carbon. They're not a Bamboo P1P, and I think that the P1P might present a better use case than the X1 Carbon. I might roll the dice on the P1P. We'll see. At seven hundred, it is a lot closer to my. I don't really give a shit money. Like, if there's a printer under five hundred bucks that I really want, and the company won't send me one, I'll just buy it because. For 500 bucks, I can make my money back on it pretty quickly, and in the event that I don't like it, I can generally turn it around and sell it for relatively cheap, right? And not lose a bunch of money. So, yeah. Like Spurlock says, workhorse versus racehorse. Oh, I like that. I really like that. I really, really like that. That's a great way to say it. Workhorse versus racehorse. Really cool. Really freaking cool. All right, I think we're at a good wrap-up time, uh, even though we're still getting more viewers. But um, what do you guys think? What are your opinions here? If you were to start a business or you have a business, what printers would you use and are you or are you using and why? Uh, FJ Princess asked Bamboo to send you one. I did. I asked them to send me an X1 Carbon. I never heard anything back. Uh, And let's be real, with how I've been critical, I can't expect them to send me one. Uh, I will reach out for a P1P. Uh, but I doubt it. I I think I've, I've kind of produced a name in their community as being the hater. Um, even though I'm not, I'm not a hater. I think I'm just being pragmatic, but fine. Um, it is again, right. What your community perceives you to be is nine tenths of what it is, right? Like perception is nine tenths. That's what we have here. And their community thinks I'm an asshole, thinks I'm a, a rotten scoundrel of a person, And yeah, so Dom says, sorry, I didn't order my Mark 3S Plus in the last couple of weeks. If I had, I'm sure a replacement would have been announced. Um, So yeah, is the P1P just smaller X1? Never heard of it. Osreich, the P1P is the poor man's X1 carbon. It is from Bamboo Lab. It is just slim down. It's got no LIDAR, it's got no enclosure, it's got no fancy touch screen, it is the exact same build volume, it will have ludicrous mode and all of that. It's just a more affordable option at 700 US dollars or 699. So. And I think at that price, dude, if it is as good of a printer as some of these people have had in terms of their experiences. Bamboo's gonna have a real tough time with their support. It's it's really gonna be a thing, um, but Hiw says Sovol seems like a budget choice for a stable farm. I would agree. Um, Soval or Elegoo Neptune 3 Pro. I would go with Elegoo. I just, I prefer Elegoo. I did reach out to Soval and Elegoo. Soval has been crickets. Elegoo replied back to me saying they don't have any more review units. So no review unit for this guy here. But don't worry, we will be having a video coming out relatively soon all about my pick for the holiday season for 3D printers. And I can tell you right now, the answer is probably not. A Prusa Mini, which is going to be really interesting. In fact, unfortunately, it's likely going to be an Elegoo Neptune 3 or the Neptune 3 Pro. And I'm not going to have either of them for the video. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do about it. Um, Zombie said they have their hopes for King Rune. An updated KP5M would be amazing. Yeah. And as SJC says, I don't want to tinker as much anymore. I feel ya. I feel you. Russ asks if I've ever printed carbon fiber with a .4. I have, and I hate it. Carbon fiber will clog a .4 nozzle pretty much instantly. Um, If you run really slow and really hot, you might get through. But I've even clogged my .4 diamond nozzle running good quality carbon. If you're buying from a company like Atomic Filament or you're buying from a company like um, 3DX Tech, you, it's just better run a .6. Like you can run a .4, just run thick layers, run a .25 millimeter layer minimum so that the long strands have a better chance of coming out. And you can look at having a larger extrusion width to try to push through some of those clogs. But yeah... Point 0.6 is my, is my money. Um, Ostrack asks why aren't 0.5 a thing? Good compromise between point 0.6 and point 0.4 laws actually comes stock with a 0.5 uh, and I hated it. I changed it out to a 0.4 pretty much instantly. For me, it's not about having that compromise. I think a 0.6 still gets you plenty. And as Tom Sandlatterer has showed, you can get pretty good details with the 0.6. I think a lot of it's just dealing with Well, if you go to a bigger nozzle, you generally want thicker layers and speed, or you're doing abrasives and you don't want it to clog. I have never had my 0.6 diamond clog. Now, I will say, my 0.4 diamond has clogged quite a few times, and it is really easy to clear. I just stick a steel acupuncture needle up into it, and that's it. It generally clears it pretty much instantly. And the cool thing is I can do it while the printer is hot and the nozzles attached to the printer because it's diamond and the diamond is stronger than the steel. So zombie says the secret to printing CF materials is to run hot. My experience, with the polymakers PA six CF and 0.4 tungsten carbide nozzle was amazing. Yep. Yep. Oh, Russ so I need another nozzle from bamboo. Yeah. If your bamboo is clogging, um, with the point four, go up to a point six and see how that goes for you. I will. I will give props to Bamboo in that they are having, even though they have a closed system, which I can poo-poo about all day. They have made their closed system affordable, so I'll take it. Also, guys, uh, don't forget to like the stream if you haven't. Uh, we have double the amount of people here, half the amount of likes. So weird. Uh, Austin says, I feel point 0.5 would be the smallest you can go without clogging issues when you need the detail on carbon fiber. Um, maybe? I don't know. I've never really had a time where I needed, like, super detail with carbon fiber. Um, a lot of times people get the carbon fiber, whether it's for the EMF shielding. They get it for its ability to dissipate laser heat. Um, we've had it because they liked the look. And, uh, if they want nylon, a lot of times I will push them into carbon fiber nylon because it's just easier to print. Um, but yeah, it is very, very like project dependent. Right. Um, just about the order, uh, NBE Robin says, I'm just about to order the X one carbon. Am I going to hell?" No, no. Look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't, I don't hate bamboo. I just am not at a point in my financial career that I'm willing to spend that kind of money on what could be a project, right? If I want a project for a grand, I'm going to go buy a car, right? So an X1 Carbon, they can be good printers, but it does all come down to what the customer support looks like. And it's why still currently I will print with Prusa's because the support is good. The fact that it's fully open source is a big deal to me. Like it allows me to make my own custom parts for it to make, um, tension easier. Great example. Uh, all of our purses, you'll see they have accent colors. It's because when we build them, we change out the stock parts. We don't use the stock parts for the Y axis specifically because it makes the Y axis really tough to tension with the stock parts for me. I insert an Allen key just below the middle of the screen and it will hit a socket cap screw that controls the belt tension on the Y-axis. And it means that I don't have to move my Prusa to tension the Y-axis should I need to tension it. It's dumb things like that, that make my life easier. Zombie says they would love an X1 carbon with the 16 AMS. Dude, I feel that. I think that's cool. And as an enthusiast, 100% 100% agree. It would be such a cool printer to have as a business. That's a shitload of shitload of space. And it's just not something that I currently want to spend a ton of money on. If bamboo wants to send me one to mess around with more than happy to take a look at it, but you know, kind of otherwise it is what it is, you know? And, and I've, I've said it on the stream a couple of times. I hate that saying, cause it's a bullshit cop out for someone that doesn't really have an answer. But I don't have an answer because, I don't know, a company that produces a a product that is inherently good, and then a couple of months later produces a new one, and they don't directly compete, but they kind of do, it worries me that they're removing support for their original product. So, yeah. Anyways. That's all I got for you guys. I hope that those of you that are starting a 3D printing business or want to get it started into a 3D printing business got some value out of this. I know it was a little convoluted with all the Bamboo Lab talk, but hey, that's okay. Maybe we have to have a podcast about my opinion on Bamboo Lab. Oh, that would be a spicy podcast topic And we use a thumbnail that's totally clickbait that's like me pissed off giving the middle finger or something. God, that's the asshole YouTuber in me wanting to do that, but... Yeah, guys, stay safe out there. It's Thanksgiving coming up for uh, all my U.S. friends, so please don't forget to call your loved ones Zombie Hedgehog. Thank you for the $1.49 as well. Thank you for your support. And you put a peach like in the booty. That's my boy, Zombie Hedgehog. (laughs) Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome. Enjoy, guys. Get out there and make some stuff. See you later.